had uh, seven shave days in a row. Yes, that is, I had to shave every morning for seven days straight. Now, I know normally you might think it's a good idea to shave every day, and you'll always be clean and neat, and, uh, was that song? Shave every day and you'll always be neat. You know what I'm saying. But a lot of times, if I don't have to go out and see anyone, or I'm just working from home, you know, I, I, I don't need to shave every single day. Sometimes I don't shave for, like, almost a week, on, uh, 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 like a week. And uh, then I have all this, this scraggly, uh, you know, facial hair. And then eventually got to shave. And it's, it takes a little bit longer to shave because the hairs are a bit longer. But you know what I'm saying. Um, so these days, normally, I don't shave every day. But for the past seven days, I've had stuff to do every single day. It's been a very busy week. The holidays of uh, the holiday time, 2022. Yes, and this is day seven of shaving every day and having stuff to do every day. <coughs> it's wild, all the stuff that happened. So uh, last spoke to you last Wednesday. Today is the next Wednesday. This is uh, December 28th, Wednesday, December 28th, 2022. And uh, so last Wednesday... I did the show, and I didn't shave, I don't think. But then Thursday, I uh, I went <laughs> into work and had a work lunch for the guys from work. We went to a Korean place on 36th Street um, where they have uh, vegan ramen and had some sake. But then the place closed. We wanted more sake. They're like, no, we're closed. <laughs> what? So he went across the street to the bar and had some beers, and we were playing. There was Jenga on the table. You know, so we were, we were, uh, I was, I was afraid the Jenga pieces would fall into beers, you know, the piece, the Jenga pieces, but it's like little slabs of wood. You know what I'm talking about, but they did not fall. So that was really fun. So, uh, then I got home and really the next day, Friday, was my wife's big party. We, we, we rented a, a hall to have her 50th birthday party. And I remember my 50th party. Um, we we they, we rented a room in a, in a, like a restaurant um, that was at uh, something something and Sons in uh, in in Montclair. This is a place called the Barrow House in in Clifton, here in northern New Jersey, and a room called the Barn. So getting ready for that, but then the, we knew the following day, Christmas Eve, the Saturday, uh, we were going to be hosting Christmas Eve at our house. So my wife's family always, you know, like, the, the Christmas Eve was almost more of a big gathering than Christmas Day, but Christmas Day is also a big gathering. Like, when I was growing up, Christmas Eve was not that big of a deal. We didn't really do much on Christmas Eve, right? We we uh, held it all off till uh, Christmas morning. So, you know, I, we had to get the house in order, to get everything cleaned and organized, and it just, it, it just is, uh, it's a lot of work, because, you know, I've been you know, noticing like if you have a house or any kind of place you live, like no matter what, like you, uh, you you can clean and clean as much as you want. In a few days, it'll all be like ah, like it's just it just chaos ensues, and everything's dirty again and disorganized and messed up, and there's piles of junk anywhere. And you're like, wait a minute, how did this happen? I just wasn't it all clean like like two days ago, and where did these piles of crap come from? But if you really think about it, you oh okay, I threw these things here when I came home, and you know what I'm saying. So it's it's uh, <laughs> it's a lot of stress and a lot of work to try to. Uh, get everything cleaned up. Make sure we have all the right things for the for the gathering, little party and stuff. So we had to really, even before the other party, we had we were getting ready on Friday for the Saturday party. <laughs> you get you getting all this. There's a lot going on. There's been a lot going on this week. <coughs> so one of the things was uh, 
we, we, my, my wife was looking, we were looking for music to play at her party. We tried a bunch of, you know, those pre-made pr- uh, set lists, uh, playlists on uh, Apple Music, and none of them really worked out. So we were making custom playlists, and uh, that didn't work out, so we had to keep revising it. We needed four and a half hours of music, so finally we got to a good playlist. I'm like, well, wait a minute, how are we going to... I was assuming it was going to be Bluetooth, um, so I'm like, is it, am I just going to use my phone, and will the battery last? <laughs> so then I go on their website, and they're like, would you like to play your own music? You can plug into our aux cord, you know, the AUX cord. I'm like, oh, my God, is it one of those... Those you know, you know, eighth inch uh, jacks that you know, like you, you know, the, the the headphone plug, the normal mini headphone plug. Is it really a system like that? Like I have to plug some. Okay, well, I got my phone with. Uh, I have a dongle that'll allow me to plug a headphone in, and then I also have. Uh, um, I have a I have an iPad that still. I don't know if they, if all of them still have it, but still has the headphone jack that you don't need a dongle for. So I'm like, you know, and I don't know if there'll be any place to plug in. So I, uh, I loaded up the playlist on the uh, iPad, and I downloaded it because that, this iPad is only Wi-Fi, and they may not have Wi-Fi. So I downloaded the whole playlist locally onto the iPad, and I made sure it was all charged up. And I, um, and I also included a charger pack I have uh, that I could keep it, keep it charged, right? And then I have a little, a little bag, like a travel bag for the iPad, so just so my iPad wasn't sitting out somewhere, that that doesn't seem like a good idea. Um, <coughs> and then I I felt I had my phone as a backup, which could do both of them could do Bluetooth or plug in if they really meant the plug in thing. So we got there real early, and it's a very it's a really nice room. It's called the Barn at uh, Barrow House, and uh, it's like a cocktail hour we were doing, and this was that day with the utterly bizarre weather. It was this one of the strangest weather days in in like decades. Just really weird and it, it really scared a lot of people off from coming to the party. A lot of people canceled, which was really a bummer. So what happened was um, the day started off, it had been raining a lot, and it started off, it was 53 degrees Fahrenheit, which if you don't know, is not uh it's not fr- it's not cold it's not hot but it's i don't know what the c version of that temperature would be but um you know it's really not cold and during the course of the day the temperature went from 53 down to about 8 degrees fahrenheit in one day and so it was raining and pouring and then in the afternoon it turned to snow for just very briefly and then the snow ended and then the temperature plummeted so everywhere on the news, watch out for black ice. Black ice. Black ice is coming. There's going to be black ice on all the highways and black ice on all the, everywhere. There's going to be black ice. <laughs> everywhere you went online, watch out for black ice. Now, meanwhile, if you looked at the weather report, it's like the rain is going to end at like 2, and it's going to start freezing by about 6. So there's a nice four-hour gap there. So normally a road, <laughs> four hours after it rains, it's not going to be like sopping wet. You know what I mean? Perhaps if there's a puddle here and there, yes, it, 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 it could uh, it could freeze over. But um, it did not seem like there was going to be much of a problem. But a lot of people were just scared of the weather and and canceled. So we were we were really kind of upset. We were hoping enough people would come. Um, so finally, you know, they had speakers up on the walls, and I was looking around like, where can I plug in? Or 
you know, obviously, so as it turns out, the information on the website was extremely outdated, as you might imagine. The guy comes out with this, uh, this Behringer speaker system. He just puts on the floor. So I guess we can't plug into the, the audio system of the room. He's like, okay, you can just, uh, you, you can, and like, how do I connect? Oh, just with Bluetooth. So it was the, it, it says Behringer. You know, Behringer is the discount, uh, you know, the discount music uh, equipment maker, you know. Always very controversial, but if you want some inexpensive audio equipment, that's not too bad. You can always go to Behringer. I had a Behringer mixer for many years. Remember, whenever I mentioned it, people were like, you use Behringer? <laughs> very controversial company. All their, you know, they, they just copy all these synthesizers that are currently existing. But they're doing it within the confines of the law, but they completely copy other people's work. But under the law, like, you know, the patent ran out or the, you, certain things are not protectable. Anyway, so I plugged in with the iPad and put it in the bag, and so we had our music. It was great. And uh, turns out a lot of pe- a bunch of people did cancel, but a lot of people came. And, and the space was really beautiful space. It had a little potbelly stove kind of thing going on there. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I'm sure gas-powered, you know, little fireplace thing. And uh, <coughs> it just turned out to be a great party. I was so happy. Uh, Rob from the Point Stevenson Show was there. And so many people, my, my brother and sister-in-law and Carrie and Joe, who you've heard on various shows here on the channel over the years, they were there. They came up from Texas. And uh, so it was a great night. It really was. And... Uh, yeah, we, we took Uber there and back. It's very close. It's like a 10, 15-minute drive from here. Um, <clears throat> so we didn't, we didn't have to have a designated driver or anything. That was actually really cool, not having to worry about that. And, uh, you know, on the way back, on the way there, there was absolutely no problem with the roads. They were completely fine. There was no black ice anywhere, okay, at least in this area. I know they said in South Jersey there was, like, massive flooding and all sorts of disasters going on. But up here in the north, we were okay. And some people even came from down by the shore. So there was no problem. The ones that were brave braved the uh, the weather and listen when it's really cold outside and you're inside somewhere warm and you walk out and go to your car you have sort of a grace period right it's not like you walk outside and the first second you're freezing cold right it takes a little while for the cold air to sort of wick off the heat from your body right so and i noticed this because there was it was un- incredibly cold over the entire christmas weekend very very cold but as long as you're not out that long like i went over to the liquor store and you know, you don't really just from the car to go to the place is not really that bad. But if you're out for a few minutes, yeah, you start feeling it when it's like 15, 20 degrees Fahrenheit outside, which is very cold. So anyway, but anyway, we were going to see a lot of the same people. Some of the people who canceled, we were going to see the next day anyway, which may have played into their canceling because because we, we, we saw a lot of the same people every each day, you know, because this is the holiday because my wife's birthday is the day after Christmas, but we celebrated it two days before Christmas because that was the only time we could get a space. But then we also celebrated it on her birthday. Anyway, there's so much going on. So um, also somewhere in the midst of this on the weekend, my my old USB hub died. I had this crappy little USB hub. I think it was from TrendNet for years and years and years. A little piece of junk. You know, you have to plug it in, but it's been working, and it just died. It just stopped working. I mean, it it lasted much longer than I would have expected. And, uh, you know, because I have a bunch of hard drives hooked up to my computer. It's very chaotic. i got to figure out a better way. I, I, I've been meaning to get one of those Buffalo, what is it? What do they call them? Arrays. Uh, you put a bunch of hard drives in this box, and then there's, like, redundant backup, this and that, and the other thing. I, I have to do something like that. But anyway, so I went on Amazon, and I was able to order a USB hub. Uh, Same-day delivery. So I got it that night. <laughs> 
See, it's one of the conveniences of modern times. You need a USB hub, same-day delivery on Amazon. And I found, I found a decent-looking one, USB 3 hub, but then I remembered many years ago I had such problems with, I don't know if it was just Windows, I think it was the previous Windows I had. Um, but, like, if you p- plugged in a hard drive via USB 3, it would just, it would just disconnect, like, every five minutes. But that hub is a USB 2 hub, so by sort of laundering the data through the USB data through USB 2, the hard drive's never disconnected. So I got kind of superstitious about that, you know, a lot of superstitions in technology. So I also bought a little USB 2 hub in case I had that problem. I, I, could, I could sort of launder the data through that. <laughs> Turns out I didn't need to. So I got it that night, and it worked fine. It's fine. Um, but it felt like a lot of... You know, this weird kind of sense of, like, the end of one phase and the beginning of another phase. There's a lot of symbolic things about beginnings and endings, which is always good. Out with the old, in with the new. You know, whatever's going on behind the scenes in reality, some process was cleaned up. It's almost like rebooting a computer. Maybe maybe reality was rebooted or something. It certainly needed it. Anyway, yeah. <clears throat> so then the next day, we, uh, we, we had to get ready for the big gathering that night at our house for Christmas Eve. <coughs> and uh, so working all day long, doing everything, vacuuming, cleaning, organizing stuff. I had to go to the store. I had to, um, we had a lot of like things to pick up, things to pick up. I had my binyo board, right? Right, the binyo board. I, I, I mentioned it a few episodes ago. It's this, uh, this game. It's like sort of um, <coughs> this board with these pegs and you and you flick this marble back and forth but because of the surface the marble kind of the way it moves is uh is, is sort of like as if it was larger in a way and then it comes to a stop um and you go back and forth to try to score goals binyo board b-i-n-y-h-o you know you can just type b-i-n-h-o the n-y-a letter from spanish with the little tilde on top um so we wanted to set that up because we you know we were having um like our nephews and some kids were going to be coming over, so and everyone enjoys binyo, so we wanted to set up a little binyo corner, uh, and uh, so we had a little tab- plastic table that was in the garage. Set that up. We had some folding chairs, and it fit right next to one of the uh, one of our uh, Joybird chairs, kind of mid-century comfy chairs. That was a key purchase. I love those chairs. Always good to have a few mid-century pieces in your house. Uh, anyway. Um, you know, mid-century modern design. You know that whole design. Anyway, and and then we had postmodernism, and I don't know where we're at now. What I don't know what design period we're in now. It doesn't seem like there's any, but I think there probably will be some distinction in further decades of what the what the 2020s style is. You know, like the 1920s had art, what Art Nouveau, Art Deco, maybe Art Deco. Okay, something. I, I don't know if the Art Nouveau and Art Deco styles kind of overlapped, but. Is there like a style like that? Do we have a we have a new art style in twenty twenty? I don't the twenty twenties. I don't think so. Anyway, um, so we set up our binyo corner, and as it turns out, it was a big hit. Everyone's playing binyo constantly. Everyone loves binyo. Okay, as I figured they would. I'm so happy they did. So it was a great little addition having the binyo corner there. Really loved having that. And then we had a bunch of football fans coming over, and that's a Saturday. Ton of football games. My brother-in-law Joe is a big Eagles fan, you know, the Philadelphia Eagles, American football team. 
And uh, my brother and my father are huge uh, Washington Commanders fans, the team that used to be called the Redskins. They changed their name. It's a tough process for these teams to get rid of their Indian names, but and there's still a few out there that haven't done it yet. I'm, I'm sure the teams that already did it are so happy they did it. The Cleveland Indians became the Cleveland Defenders, I think. Right? The, the uh, Edmonton Eskimos became the Edmonton Elks. And, uh, yeah, the Redskins became the um, commanders. But the Cleveland Indian uh, – uh, no, sorry, the, the, Cle- the Atlanta Braves baseball team still hasn't gone done the transition. And there's a few other ones, the uh, Kansas City Chiefs and uh, the Chicago Blackhawks hockey team. So I, I, I figure either – they're going to have to go through the process, or maybe the whole thing will blow over and no one will worry about it anymore. I don't know. But anyway, so I had to set up two TVs. I had my two Chromecasts, YouTube TV, and had both football games going with the sound down, but that was the, that was the main thing. I, I didn't have any TVs on my main floor, so I brought up two TVs, got those set up, had to bring up some shelves, you know, pl- place to put the TVs, like this little shelf thing. And it was like this whole process of getting our house ready for... Uh, for the party, and I, you know, I do. Th- and uh, since um, I'm going to see fish tonight, <laughs> this is day seven. The going to see fish is what I'm going to go do tonight. But um, I also bought the streaming package for the, their four nights at uh, Madison Square Garden. So I think I'll just use the TV on the first floor here to watch. The, I'm going tonight, but then I'm going to watch the next three nights uh, just from home on the TV. So anyway, everyone came over. So I, <laughs> so. <laughs> I just finished all of my cleaning and everything when uh, my in-laws came over, and then we had the food pickup uh, processes. And this this is uh, this was this was always to me, uh, you know, I know there's a lot of places that deliver, but we order from places that don't deliver. So my wife ordered like what was turned out to be a really good vegan food pl- uh, vegan sandwich platter from Whole Foods in Montclair, and. Uh, and it's very hard to describe what it is like going to the Montclair Whole Foods. I have not been there in a long time. I, but to go and pick something up, the last couple times we did it, it was madness. There was no parking spaces, mass amounts of people milling around, just complete weirdness. There was one time, I think it was last year, because of COVID, they would bring it out to your car. You could just sit in your car and wait for them to bring it out. So we we parked there and waited for about half an hour. But other times... You have to park like the furthest part of the parking lot and it's usually freezing cold and you go inside and there's this desk set up and there's always confusion and they pile up mass amounts of stuff that you bought and you have to wheel it out you know, with, in a shopping cart. Oh, my God. So this time I had my father-in-law and my sister-in-law were helping me out. So, And also, for some reason, driving from here to Montclair always feels very – just feels kind of – it just feels like a – I always get lost in Montclair. I don't know why. Montclair is a very unique – unique city in all of America. I mean, it's a very, very unique little town. But anyway, I found a better way to go because my wife likes going on this, this one road. It's all twisty and it goes by this hospital. And I find that a very unpleasant way to go. I went on a different way that was a little more pleasant, you know, and turns out it's actually faster. You know, if you go on Google Maps and you find out if, if you see the right way to, you know, best way to go, you know, I'm very sensitive to roads, the, the energy of roads, you know, like the supernatural energy of the chi uh, of roads. Like there, it, it does seem like there is this invisible, these, in, this invisible world all around us. Now, I know you might say that where the ghosts and spirits and fairies live, but what I'm concerned about is invisible energies of roads.
which which we'll get to because uh, you know I have a story about that the following day in Christmas. But um, anyway, everywhere I drive, like I I sense the energy of the area and the road, and it can either be very pleasant, pleasurable, or it can be kind of dissonant and un- unpleasant. And uh, different roads have different energies, which seem so. It seems like there's these flows of this energy, and um, the ones that feel bad always feel bad. It's almost like this na- the natural contours of the world, this additional element. It's very strange. I'm sensitive to that stuff. And yes, it might be that it's just all in my head. It's all you know my ex- what I was thinking about every time I drove down that road. I understand that there's an alternate explanation, but. I feel that there's a, it's it is likely that there is something else going on that there are invisible energies that I'm able to sense to some level, that um, that sort of influences you know the the way I go when I drive somewhere. But anyway, it it went very well. Oh, sorry, the the, the pickups aren't finished yet. So we got there and uh, they needed some time to finish up our order. There was some issue with green beans or something. I forget. I couldn't even figure out what was going on. I, I, no, maybe it wasn't. It was something, some sort of hummus platter or something that that they couldn't locate in the store. <laughs> so we brought all that back, and then I had to go pick up uh, some food at Ralph's, which was uh, for the non-vegans. We had uh, some meat-based dishes. You know, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I I try to be flexible. Though I am vegan, I would ideally not like there. I would prefer there not to be meat in my house. But there is meat in my house. My cat, the cat food. My cats are not vegan, so I, you know, I'm always, you know, giving them their cat food and stuff, which is nasty meat-based stuff. But and I know there can be vegan cats, but I don't want to go down that road. You know, that's a bit much for cats to be vegan because they are natural carnivores. You know, so I just get them the, the normal cat food. But anyway, um, we went to Ralph's down around the corner from here. It's literally right around this, right around the corner. Um, and I have walked to pick stuff up in the past, but it's about a five-minute walk. And if you know, we had a lot of stuff—all these half trays of food and everything, mussels and stuff. So I know every time I go there, the place is like a madhouse, especially around Christmas. Everyone's picking up these orders, and <clears throat> they have this system there where everything's like scrawled down on these these like yellow notepads, and they're they're like constantly in a state of like chaos down there. It's kind of it's kind of awesome, but I know I know to expect it, so I'm never. I, I know when I go there, especially on Christmas, to pick up stuff, I know I'm going to be st- – and I wound up just standing there for like a half hour as the confusion ensued and they couldn't find the mussels. You know, We had these, these mussels that, that uh, I guess they, that they didn't anticipate because we originally were going to pick it up at 6, but then we changed it to 4. It's a whole thing. So I was – so I went there with my father-in-law and we were just waiting for like half an hour for the food. Um, then we brought that back. So finally we were able to then – have the get the get together the gathering and uh, an- another thing I had to deal with was the overflowing garbage, right? So much garbage you can't believe it. All of all of like the catering stuff, everything's coming in boxes. There's tons of boxes and garbage, and the garbage bag is filling up like every hour. It's filling up. I'm bringing it out, and it got to the point where it already was pretty full from all of our cleaning. So I had to wind up, you know, like starting to put stuff in the garage if it's not like food. Like I had. Tons of like styrofoam. We also had like these deliveries. We had these. We got these new lamps that we thought someone was going to stay overnight in our guest bedroom. It turns out they didn't have to. My wife got new lamps for the room because the room was not really ready f- to receive. We no one had, thus far has stayed in our guest bedroom, but it's an adult thing. It's adulting to have a guest bedroom in your house, right? 
So if someone wants to stay over, they can. Still hasn't happened. I mean, it's been COVID, but uh, anyway, those came in these boxes filled with big hunks of styrofoam. And when I took it out, the whole house is full of this little, you know, when, when, when it's like the styrofoam and, it, and, it's, and it's like all this packing tape is all over it. So you try to rip it out and it like breaks in half and little tiny pieces go everywhere. I get the vacuum cleaner to clean up all the little pieces of styrofoam, which are so hard to manage. And they're sticking to you. I had to vacuum myself off. So anything I could put that was garbage in the, uh, the garage, I had to just sort of stow it in there. And, uh, and then Christmas morning, um, <laughs> I was out in the freezing cold on the side of my house. I had to take all the garbage bags out of the garbage uh, bin and, uh, and sort them out. And whatever I could put in the garage, I put in the garage. Like that stuff that was inert, not food. <laughs> I, was, I was sorting out garbage bags on Christmas morning. So uh, luckily I do have the garage, and it's, you know, which no animals can get into because it's sealed, you know. I didn't want to put food in there, but anyway – it all worked out. And then, of course, trying to keep track of the dishes, trying to get dishes going. The, it wasn't too bad on Christmas Eve. The next day was – the next party was even worse because <laughs> now I'm not going to – I'm the one responsible for all this stuff, all the, the dishes and the garbage and the recycling. It, it, it's, it's, it's very, very time-consuming. You know, we don't have – for those of you in the future, we don't have robots to do this stuff yet. You understand this? In this version of 2022, we don't have like, like butler robots to do that kind of stuff. I know probably in the future you can't even understand what I'm talking about because that kind of stuff is all taken care of by your robots. No, I don't, I don't have robots. I don't even have a Roomba. I don't even have that little vacuum cleaner robot. You know what I'm saying? It's, uh, it's, we're, we're living in a, in a strange time here. We do it all ourselves, okay? But it was a great, it was a great gathering. It, was really, it really went well. Um, it, just, it was a great group of people. Everyone came over and... Uh, Everyone was enjoying Bigno, and it really was a very fun, positive experience. The football games were going. It was a very, very nice night. So it went very well. The next day was Christmas. So very early on, we went over to my in-law's house, you know, just about a a 10-minute drive over in Belleville, and uh, we had a bagel breakfast. And uh, then from there, we were going to my in-law's out in Basking Ridge, about a 45-minute drive. And usually going to that area, because... The, my in-laws live not far from where my father lives. So because of the energy of the roads, I almost always go the same route. I go down Route 3 here onto 46 and then pick up 287 and then go go that way. And uh, the energy is much better. 46 has a great feeling. There's like a smooth flow of pure, pleasurable energy on that road. But because we were across town... I didn't, I didn't want to be so extreme. It's better to take the parkway. So parkway south, especially parkway south, um, going through like uh, Irv, the Irvington area, it just – and there's all these weird graveyards and it's a really bad area, high crime area. You don't have to worry about the crime driving down the highway, but it just – the feeling of – there's a horrible energy feeling in that, on that stretch of the parkway. Southbound more than northbound, strangely. Um, and then you get on 78 and, and 78 – uh, westbound as well, uh, at least in the early part, has kind of like a f- messed up energy. Once you once you get a few miles down, w- once you get past the the twenty four split there, uh, a, the energy clears up a bit. But I don't like going that way. But then again, going back seventy eight east to Parkway North is not as bad. It's very very strange. The flow of energy is a little bit better. But I always prefer two eighty seven to forty six to three. 
Some of you know what I'm talking about, the roads of New Jersey. So we drove to my in-laws' house, and um, and that was really fun. We were hanging out with them. playing. They were playing some pool in the basement. You know, um, it was great. Having a lot, of, I had a lot of great conversations with everyone. Got some cool presents. You know, I got a, a new deck of cards, the vacuum tube deck. I, I'll, I'll try review that maybe this time or next time uh, to play Flea Devil with. In fact, uh, Christmas morning, I was uh, we were waiting to go to the in-laws' house, and uh, I was playing. I my brand new deck of cards. I was playing Flea Devil with. It was great. Had a bunch of great games with the new deck. The new deck was very, uh, v- very uh, giving in terms of wins in Flea Devil. Um, that's the game I invented, Flea Devil Solitaire. And if you if you download the latest version of the Onsug book, you can find the rules in there, and you can start playing yourself. Please do. And uh, I got a really good Suntory whiskey as well. I haven't tried it yet. It's a it's a mixture of Japanese. Scottish, American, and Canadian whiskeys all mixed together. I can't wait to try it. That looks I never even heard of that one. That's just, it seems really cool. People know what to buy me. Just buy me whiskey or mezcal, and that's all I need. And Or playing cards, you know. Oh, yeah, and also for the party that the previous night was the, uh, the entertainer, which is a, a, a cooler on wheels to put all the drinks in. And it was in my garage, and it was all covered with spider webs and crap, so I had to I brought it out on the porch. It was like freezing cold, but I had to like I had like Windex and paper towels. I had to clean off the the entertainer <laughs> and bring that in. That was wild. <laughs> and uh, but during this whole time, when I you know in the early morning or or at night, you know, in between all these activities, I was watching this uh, obscure sitcom from 1999 called "It's Like You Know." Uh, somehow I thought about that show. And it's uh, it's not available on streaming anywhere, but someone uploaded all the episodes to YouTube. So I've been watching. It's like you know, and uh, I'm, I'll, in a future episode, I'll do like a more complete review of it. But it was a great show. It's about these kind of these five characters in Los Angeles. They're the rich, famous people, uh, and it's sort of a Seinfeld esque kind of show. And I loved it when it was on. I watched it in '99 when it was on. Loved it. it, and it starred Aaron. Sorry, Jennifer Gray, as herself. Jennifer Gray, who was in Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Dirty Dancing, and she got a nose job, and she became like unrecognizable. You couldn't tell it was the same person. A very strange uh, situation. So she plays herself in the sitcom, and the nose job is a, is a constant kind of a point of humor for the whole thing, right? And the premise is this guy Arthur from New York moves out to L.A. to write a book about L.A., how can you stomach living here, something like that. And his friend Robbie, who's super rich, he's staying with him. And then this guy Shrug, played by an actor named Evan Handler, who's bald, also super rich. And this other character, I forget her name, but she's like a masseuse. And I remember really, really liking this show, and there was <laughs> a lot of stuff I remembered from watching it. But it's a great show, and it, it just – the fact that it's so obscure and it's so fell by the wayside uh, makes it all the more fascinating. It's like you know, you know. And there's other ones I was remembering. Like there's another one called Nobody's Watching from 2005. There was a pilot. And then there was another one, another sitcom about these two Gen X guys. What was that one called? It was called Two Something. It's like, you know, Two Something – and nobody's watching these obscure sitcoms. That's been my latest pop culture obsession throughout all of this. Also, I've also been playing a ton of Marvel Snap, the game that the card game you can play on your phone or on your computer. 
And I'm so close to finishing pool three. Oh, I can almost taste it. I only have two cards left, the debris and kingpin, before I then move on to the next phase where uh, hopefully I'll get more pool four and pool five cards. But it's a lot going on. Yeah, prior to that, I had been watching um, the Max Headroom TV series from 1987, the U.S. Max Headroom series. It's just not, it's not as good as I was hoping it would be. It's fascinating, though. i got to get back to it. But it, it was just kind of um, – it, it's kind of bad in some ways for me personally, which is kind of disappointing. But I'm going to get through it. I'll talk about that in a future episode. <laughs> but it's great. And that also is not available anywhere. I had to download it. You know, like, there's a lot of TV stuff that's very hard to find these days. I love watching the more obscure TV shows, both because it's obscure and no one else is watching it or very few other people are watching it. And it's just stuff I want to understand it more. Like with, it's like, you know, I, think, I don't think I saw every episode. And in fact, a lot of the episodes, they canceled it because the ratings were horrible. They were saying that was around the time Who Wants to Be a Millionaire like took over prime time. And uh, this show sort of fell by the wayside, even though I think it was very good. The show I'm talking about, It's Like You Know. And I, I've also been watching that, uh, the anime uh, Isekai o- Oji-san about the uncle from another world. And uh, that's still going, I think. That's a good show, too. We'll get to that in a future episode. I have it all written down. Uh, anyway, so, yeah, so uh, Christmas went well. We finally got home, and we were just exhausted, you know, completely exhausted. And uh, so then the next day, Monday, it was my wife's actual birthday when she turns 50, and uh, – We were having uh, people over again. But because we had pretty much cleaned up for a few days earlier, I only had like an hour or two of cleaning to get it ready this time. <laughs> Maybe not even that much, but I had to, you know, I, ha- I had to clean stuff up and organize stuff. And, um, and that was nice, too. Everyone came over. We were playing some games. It was really fun. Everyone was playing Binyo. It was, it was, it was a great time. And I had to go to Ralph's again. Uh, and that wasn't too bad. But when I went there th- this time, <laughs> just to pick up some pizzas and um, – the line was, like, out the door. Again, I thought things would have calmed down after Christmas, but it was still pretty wild, <laughs> you know. I went there by myself that time. Just had, just had to wait. I think I just had to wait for about, like, 20 minutes, not a half hour that time, you know. But you call ahead and you order something, but it's just not ready the time they say it's going to pick up because they're just so busy, you know. Because, like, <coughs> everyone's hanging out by the desk, and they're like, what did you have again? What was your order? I'm like, order number 47. Okay, it's like he's like, Wait, wait, where's that one? Where's that one? <laughs> They're just struggling to figure it out. They do a booming business down there at Ralph's Pizza, you know. Anyway, that was a great night. We, um, we again, a different, you know, it was a lot of the same people, but some different people came over, and uh, <clears throat> it was a fun night, you know. We got to, we're, our, 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 na- our next door neighbors that are from Europe, they, uh, you know, we've, they came over. They, they hadn't come to, out, over to our house since they moved in like a year ago, you know. They're renovating their house. Our house has been all, like, disheveled. And, but now now that everything's cleaned up, people can come over. Yay. <laughs> so then yesterday was Tuesday, and uh, Joe and Carrie wanted to go into the city because there's this guitar store that there was a – on Carmine Street that there was this documentary about. Carmine Street guitars, right? So we drove in. It was just me and Joe and Carrie. We drove in, and uh, – Trying to find a place to park. I'm like, what about the Minetta Lane uh, parking garage? Because uh, 
we wound up parking there. And I'm like, you know, I have one memory about this parking garage from probably around 1988 or 1989, where one of my coworkers at the copy center at NYU there at Washington Square Park, uh, Leisha, she was from Barbados. She agreed to be a model for our super objects uh, photo shoot. And I remember I drove, I think, my grandparents' Volvo into the city, and I parked it in that parking garage. And then in the morning, I drove Leisha over to Fairlawn to the photographer's place. And he was kind of, like, being weird. He was, like, telling her to take her top off and stuff, this guy Jim. <laughs> this is a long time ago now. I'm like, this is my coworker. You can't tell her to take her clothes off. What the hell? And you can see her on the back cover of that Anything But Monday magazine, the one with the blue cover. And, it, and you, you can hear someone reacting to that picture because she's covered with those weird super objects. And uh, when we went up to um, <clears throat> Woodstock 89, right, in, in Bethel, New York, in 1989, the 20th anniversary of Woodstock, um, there was nothing planned. But people started going to, to the field, the, the farm area where the Yazgers farm, right, and it was just an organic thing. And we heard about it, Mad Mike and I. We were still doing the magazine back then in our office there in Caldwell. And um, we uh, we decided to drive up there, probably in the same Volvo. And uh, we did a bunch of interviews. And I have a tape. We recorded a tape of interviewing people. And that's all. That's something I've re- released a long time ago. And we, sh- we tried giving it to this one guy. He's like, yo, bro, later for that shit, bro. Because he thought it was some sort of dirty magazine. Because he saw that picture on the back of Alicia covered with the super objects half naked. <laughs> I'm like, no, no, what, what, what are you ta- what shit? What are you talking about? No, later for that shit, bro. <laughs> it's on the tape. <laughs> he thought it was a dirty magazine, but that parking garage reminded me of that whole incident, you know. Then, of course, on the way back, there was a lunar eclipse, and the, the like. We were driving back down to New York Thruway, and the axle of the car like cracked in half. The car was disabled around in the middle of nowhere. The photographer Jim had to come rescue us. It was a whole thing. See, it brought it brought back all these all these weird memories going to the, the Millennium, Minetta Lane parking garage. So, like we we need to use the bathroom in it, and every and there's all these signs at all all the uh, on Carmine Street. No public restroom. Don't even ask. You know, there's no place to go to the bathroom there. So I'm like, why don't I? And I saw that there was this. There's a vegan Mexican place called Ja 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 J A J A J A. Every time I ask them how do they pronounce it. Well, it should be ha-ha-ha, but we call it ja-ja-ja because of English. Um, I had been to another of their locations. It's a vegan Mexican place that has a bunch of uh, locations around New York City. Really good place. So we went there first. We were like we were like one of the first customers. It was great. I had this great, um, had like a plum and mezcal drink, and uh, I got this uh, burrito, like a wet burrito. Uh, and it was covered with like red and white and green sauce, sort of like the Mexican flag. And there was even like this black stuff like sprinkled on to be like the middle of the flag you know where they have a little what do they have a picture of a little eagle or something something like that of the mexican flag that was really good and then they had uh, the chips and salsa they had this charcoal salsa it's like this black it was like engine oil it was really cool very tasty though <coughs> and uh, their bathrooms are sort of you had to go down into the basement and it has that setup which makes sense there's individual rooms that just have a toilet in them that you can go in and lock the door. Then there's a communal sink. There's no men's rooms, ladies' rooms. Um, and it was really nice and warm down there in the basement. Um, and uh, first I went into one of the stalls on the left, and then when we were leaving, I went back. I'm like, oh, let me go to the one on the right. 
and it just had these like red light bulbs, like completely red light in there. And there's a circular mirror, and I'm like, oh, this is cool. So while I'm going to the bathroom, I I, I took a, a picture of myself in the mirror, which is today's show art. Yes, yes, today's show art. Um, it was very red, but I kind of muted it to be this orange color. I love how it looks. Do you see the today's show art? Yeah, and I so I, so I typeset the title, uh, the Overnight Escape, and uh, the title of the show, which is Warping Reverie. I tried a few different titles, but suddenly, finally, I settled on Warping Reverie. I love that that phrase, and I typeset that in Masquerade, the same font I used uh, on the Excellent Ramp. Um, it's an old le- it's an old Letraset font. Um, very elaborate capitals, and then the lowercase are just you know less adorned uppercase letters. Um, so yeah, that's where the uh, today's show art comes from, and uh, yeah, a warping reverie. It's sort of a reverie is just sort of like you're sort of wistfully sitting there daydreaming a reverie, you know. But it's warping the warping reverie. Our world is so strange these days. That's the whole idea of warping reverie. I like that title. Uh, anyway, then we went to Carmine Street Guitars. This place is incredible. I knew nothing about it. Right. Carmine Street, right, goes from 6th Avenue around uh, – there's a there's the big subway station there for the A, C, E, and the F and all those trains there. There's the famous basketball courts there, the IFC theaters there. That's where we saw Crispin Glover do, do his live show with his crazy movies. What is it? And it is fine. Everything is fine. Um, I used to work on Varick Street for 10 years, and a lot of times I would commute um, and uh, walk – up Carmine Street to the subway there, and then take the AC or the E up to um, up to uh, Port Authority bus terminal. So I walked up and down that street, especially in the in the nineties, like hundreds of times, if not thousands. And uh, I saw that there was this place called Unoppressive Non-Imperialist Bargain Books, and that place was there since the eighties. It was kind of a discount bookstore, right? I think I even went there a couple years ago. That place was shut down. Um, and I, there was also a record store that used to be there, something oldies. So anyway, I had so I had no idea about this Carmine Street guitars. We go in this place; it's amazing. Apparently, they've they, they been. I, I was talking to the guy. He's like a celebrity. The guy that runs the place. He's like, I've been here for thirty-five years. I was asking about the bookstore. He's like, Yeah, they shut down. I asked him about the record store. Yeah, they shut down recently too. This is a place where they go. They find wood all over New York City, right? When they're tearing down these old buildings, especially from the 19th century, they demolish these old buildings like old bars and alehouses and dive bars, and they recover the wood, right? Which, and the guy said, this, is, this was wood back then from virgin forests, and take the wood and convert them into guitars. The guitars are like three, $4,000 each. But my, my brother-in-law, Joe, is a huge guitar guy. So we went in there. And he was talking to the guy, and, like, he knew this, some of the same people this guy knew. Like, my brother-in-law, Joe, knows, like, a lot of musicians and, you know, pretty famous musicians in the guitar world. Like, uh, Red Volkert was one guy he mentioned. And the guy that ran the store was like, oh, yeah, okay, I, I, I always hope that he may come in sometime. But I remember, like, I was at my brother-in-law's house in Texas, and Red Volkert was there at his house, like, just hanging out, you know. He's, like, a big uh, Telecaster guy, Red Volkert. So anyway... It was really cool. Like, and Joe almost bought a, a guitar, but he didn't buy. He, I think he may buy one. Um, but and the guy, we, we actually went back into the guy's workshop, and 
Because he could tell Joe was a serious buyer, you know. I never knew about this. So th- this place was there. Every single time I walked up and down the block and went to the, that bookstore, I passed by Carmine Street Guitars. The guy's like, I, he's like, I've been here for 35 years. I just never noticed the place. I, I, I'm not a guitar guy, so I, I, I never noticed it. I never went in. <laughs> and the place, it's so such an amazing place. It was so cool. So then we walked down... Uh, Bleecker Street, and we're sort of reminiscing. Oh, I used to live down there. There used to be a movie theater. The movie theater where I went, where I went to. I remember I went to that movie theater with my girlfriend at the time in '86. I had to. Cho- we had to choose to whether to see Blue Velvet or True Stories. <laughs> we chose True Stories with the the Talking Heads movie, but and I hadn't even seen Blue Velvet by David Lynch at that time. So a lot of reminiscing. Then we walked up. Uh, McDougal, I almost wanted to go to Pomme Frites to get those French fries, but I had just eaten that big Mexican wet burrito, so I didn't. I, I wasn't hungry. So then we then we drove home, and uh, I was so exhausted. I just I just I, I want. I was going to start the show this show yesterday. I'm like I, I just wound up like taking a nap, and then my wife had to go to work, and then she came home. Then we went back over to my my mother and father in law's house. It was Joe and Carrie's last night. So we were there until pretty late, and then we came back. And today, I had to shave once again because I'm going to be going to see fish tonight, going back into the city. I'm going to go with my neighbor, Brad. Uh, he's he's going to drive in. He says he knows a good parking lot, and uh, we're going to go see fish tonight. So seven days of uh, constant activity. And so tomorrow, hopefully things will calm down a bit. I Maybe I won't shave tomorrow. And just stay in and watch uh, the fish shows the next three nights. And the New Year's Eve fish show, they do some kind of a big stunt. So no one knows what the stunt's going to be, but hopefully it'll be good. Anyway. So that's that's what's going on. Wow. A guy just waved at me. Oh, he, He's the guy that's training for a marathon and runs up and down the street all the time. We talked to him a few times. Uh, anyway. It's going to be a short episode because uh, just trying to just trying to catch up, and uh, the next few days, hopefully, I'll have more time to uh, to do a more longer normal episode of the Overnightscape. But anyway, I want to thank you so much for patching in to this episode of the Overnightscape. I'm your host, Frank Edward Nora, here in Nutley, New Jersey. We're here in the Onsug Radio Station, inside a book. Go to Onsug.com for all your Onsug needs. This is a huge project. We have uh, we're non-commercial. We have a massive archive of over 13,000 hours of material, which is over a year and a half of audio. And when I tell people that, they're like, oh, oh, so the shows you recorded over, over the period of a year and a half? No. <laughs> it's a year and a half of audio. That is, it would take 1.5 years to hear all the audio in our archive. It's pretty mind-boggling. Just go to onsug.com, O-N-S-U-G. That's short for The Overnightscape Underground. Go to onsug.com, hear all the latest shows. You can participate in a show called Overnight Escape Central. Each week there's a new topic, and everyone, even you, are invited to record. Obviously, if you're in the far future, I don't know if Overnight Escape Central is still going. Maybe it is. Uh, but anyway, if you're in this time period, please check out the latest episode at onsug.com. You'll, you'll get the next topic, and you can record on that topic. We'd love to hear from you. You can buy the book. Uh, you'll see a picture of the book at onsug.com on the right-hand side there. Buy a copy. Uh, that's the edition from last year, and a new. I'm going to be working hard on the next edition for coming next year. And uh, you can also download a PDF of the original book or the revised book f- uh, for free. The latest edition of the book 
has the rules to Flea Devil in it, so please uh, check that out as well. You too can play Flea Devil Solitaire. All you need is a deck of playing cards. It's quite a game. I'm still constantly playing it. And, uh, yeah, get all of the stuff you need there and uh, check it out. Now that you know about uh, the Overnight Escape Underground, uh, we're here for you. This is a lifetime of listening pleasure, and we are your radio pals. And uh, you can spend years and years and years, your whole lifetime basically, listening. And, you know, once the AI revolution hits and there's robots doing all the work, you're going to need something to do. And uh, exploring our archive here, the Onsug, is something you can spend years on. Hopefully you'll enjoy it. I think you will. Anyways, thanks for tuning in for today. And, uh, wow. It's, it, it, and it was great. I, as I was telling my wife, I think it was the every, every gathering and party, was just, it, it just felt good. It was like a mellow vibe. Everything was cool. And it was definitely, you know, we've been wanting to host stuff at our house. We're finally able to host a bunch of stuff at our house. We've, we've had a few other things. But I think this was the best, uh, you know, the best gatherings we've had at our house since we moved in. Because we moved in right before the COVID thing. So it's been kind of a drag. But anyway, that's what's going on. <laughs> And uh, now, as, as usual, we will uh, shift over to another kind of uh, audio experience. You don't need to shave. You can let it all hang out here in the other side. Excellent. I'm stuck, 89. Yeah. That's it. What is your mother's question? What are we going to ask? What are we going to ask? I'm not looking for screwing around, Frank. I'm really not. No, I'm using the camera. Why? Because Jim Lord entrusted it to me. Now look, now look, we're here at uh, at the Woodstock, what is it, Film Festival? What is this? Yeah. The Woodstock no, no, Peace, Music and Peace, music, music and Peace, peace Reunion. Um, well, behind us, Frank, we have the people getting stoned while getting tattoos. What? You don't have to fucking this shit up here. No, it's, it looks, yeah, focus it and press the button, I, th- I think. I think that's what you do. Well, I'll put it to you this way, like, uh, Woodstock was like, um, really a dirty trip, man, as far as, like, you know, uh, I think that people had to go poo-poo outside and go wee-wee outside, and, uh, and then they went into the lake and went swimming naked. That was, like, a real dirty we, thing. We, 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 yeah, we all know that, though. Yeah, okay, what else do you want to know? Mike, Mike, we have to interview people. We have not gotten any coherent. We have, what we have to do, one person... No, look, all we got to do is this, Mike, okay? You ready? Mike, are you listening to me? Will you stop taking pictures? Mike, Mike, you, you just took two pictures. I have a question, Mike. What, are, are all the people here morons? Yes. Point of view is you're so complex. What? Humor. No, I'm just... The way the questions you guys are asking, you're not trying to promote peace and love either. Well, we're, 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 we're trying, trying to sell magazines. We're, we're trying to. Yeah, I guess so. Okay, well, we don't want anything to see you. All right. I want to sell them. No. No. All right, we're not selling anything. All right. So we're, we're going to take off from here. Go to the mall. Okay, a little, a little bad vibes going on back there. So what do you think about peace and love? Do you think it, it, it really works or not? Uh, yeah, right on. Uh, we're here for the money, really. <laughs> well, when it comes to peace signs, we're seeing dollar signs. Pasco, are, are you are you made of chocolate by any chance? Uh, you want to taste? <laughs> what do you hate more, dogs or squirrels? Dogs. 
But there's like more cats than dogs in American households. Like, like he, says, he says that's true. He's real pissed off about it. He just wants to attack you. Okay. Hey, peace, man. That's my dog. Was it, was, uh, was, was she at Woodstock? Who did? You don't have the poverty map when they when he came in? No. Oh. Well, I guess most of the lots are sold. All along this trip, they're all sold. Let me ask you: Do you think do you think in 20 years there's going to be a shopping mall here called the Woodstock Shopping Mall? I think it's going to go condo soon. Oh yeah? Yeah. The Woodstock condos. That's what they will probably they'll probably leave it like that, you know. Mentors for sophisticated Jews. Nah, man. Get out of here, man. Why? No, no, no. Later. Later for that shit. No. What shit? Go ahead, go somewhere else, man. I don't want to be interviewed, man. Do you want to be interviewed? No. No? no. All right. Forget it, man. Why? You don't like this no. stuff? No. You want to keep this? No, I don't. Take it with you. I'll be the Oh, look at this dog pissing on the guy's butt. <laughs> Yo! Get on your bike, man! Yeah! yeah. Fucking die! Let me ask you another question. Go ahead. What, what, what do you think about peace and love? Uh, I'm all for it. I'm yeah. ready to see some nudity. Yeah, yeah, that's why I can't. <laughs> What would you rather have, nudity or peace and love? Uh, girl nudity. Okay. Okay, come up here and made a fortune. With what? Doing what? Food. Selling food? Mm-hmm. Uh, where are we going to get the food to sell? What? Why the store and buy it in the supermarket? <laughs> You're nuts. Yeah. Groovy. That, that's, that's about it, you know? That was my cat. Woodstock. 89. In a nutshell. In a nutshell.
Cologne Scent Shave Cream. Rapid Shave Cologne Scent actually puts the scent of an expensive men's cologne into a rich, creamy lather. Rapid Shave Cologne Scent. It's a wild fragrance in a kind of weird purple can. What does cologne scent smell like? Ask Roberta or Betty. Uh, better not ask Betty. If my boss used cologne scent, I might come to work on time. Maybe I'm early. Rapid Shave Cologne Scent gives you more than a close shave. It gives you a fragrance she likes to get next to. Rapid Shave Cologne Scent Shave Cream. Another reason we can say we never met a face we didn't like. Jackson, you got a mean swing, but how's your love life? Let's talk about my home run. Well, Reggie. My slugging. Reggie. My RBI. Let's talk about your love life. Nothing to talk about. Hey, Reggie. Maybe you need Ultra Bright with more whitener than any leading toothpaste. And a mean, clean paste that makes my mouth feel alive. 
Now, when they ask you, how's your love life? Tell them what Ultra Bright did for Reggie. How America lives on a budget. Well, I cut down on things, like laundry additives, sprays and things my wash usually doesn't need. Oh, that's two for 79. Now I just use Fab with real borax. Fab is strong, even strong enough to clean his permanent press. Fab with borax gets out the tough dirt and leaves our clothes smelling fresh. And I sure don't need extra help for that. For me, Fab with real borax does that all alone. Take a look at someone who takes Geritol. When I was growing up, my mom and dad would tell me how I was responsible for taking care of my body, my health. Well, now I've got a family of my own. And I often think about how valuable that advice has been. How important it is that I make sure I get enough exercise and rest and take Geritol every day. Geritol. To be sure you get enough iron and some very important vitamins. Take a look at who takes Geritol. Every day. Shouldn't you? Sears open house sale. Right now, save $200 on Sears' best-selling open hearth master bedroom. It's all wood, it's durable, it's a Sears best. All four pieces were $899, now only $699. And save on all sizes of one of Sears' best-selling mattresses, the Searsopedic Deluxe. Choose inner spring or polymeric foam. Right now, just $79.88 for twin mattress or box spring at Sears. Real citrus pulp in a lemonade flavor drink mix. That takes the prize. New County Fries. It takes the prize. New County Fries. It looks and tastes like real homemade lemonade. That takes the prize. New County Fries. It takes the prize. New County Fries. New County Fries, the only lemonade flavor drink mix with real citrus pulp. So it looks and tastes like real homemade lemonade. Real citrus pulp. That takes the prize. New County Fries. It takes the prize. It's a brand new shiny morning, brand new shiny day, brand new shiny Buick, coming home today. If you're wondering how good it feels to bring home a new Buick LeSabre, there are a lot of people you could ask, or better yet, you could find out for yourself. It's nice to see you join us, we're glad it came to be. Oh, nice love it. to see you join us, glad your spirit's free. Buick, dedicated to the free spirit in just about everyone. A state fair and a young man's first love. Sun a drifting in the cotton cloudy sky. Thrills along the midway. Friday at 8, 7 Central on CBS. What a girl. She changed my life. Hey, lad, it's four in the morning. But I've met the most beautiful girl, and she, she introduced me to Dr. Pepper. All that noise about a cola? It's not a cola. It's not a root beer. Drink Dr. Pepper, the joy of every boy and girl. It's the most original soft drink ever in the whole wide world. Dr. Pepper. Shut up down there! KCMO-TV, Kansas City, Missouri. I'm Mitchell Ryan. 200 years ago today, a 50-year-old New York patriot wearily kept signing his name. Sugar merchant Isaac Roosevelt was in charge of issuing the colony's paper money. He had to personally sign every bill twice. When New York needed cash, Roosevelt found bills that had never been issued. 
He promised to get them ready immediately. He started signing bills in denominations that ranged from an eighth of a dollar to ten dollars. Within two weeks, $137,000 was issued. New York's paper money was backed only by the Patriots' promise. And the signature of the man who was the great, great, great grandfather of President Franklin Delano Roosevelt. I'm Mitchell Ryan, and that's the way it was. These historic minutes are sponsored each night by Shell. Morning dew, familiar ache, being awake, being almost me. I breathe sweet war in the air. Vague trail of memories, fair foot loose and fancy free. And that's as much as I can sing. Broken glass, the weight of rain and even skies, choices we make. Drifting from everything real. Every day just seems the same, there's nothing left to feel. A half few roads left to take. Zone, but I'm out of words I've stopped going through that fire Chasing something I'm not sure of Follow ghosts into strange places Haunted by the eyes of endless cases Whatever this is I'm in so deep It's easier to go to sleep Your dreams leave no traces And all I need Wait for everyone to leave the room And wake yourself up from the floor The moon shines clear On my road
under my couch I didn't know about then I had to reach under in the dark and pull it out well it turned out it was this movie Sing that I was in that was like a big bomb at the box office okay. and that was so much fun wasn't it it was so much fun that they did it again okay now I can't wait can you I have no idea what's under my couch but it is time to play what's under my couch always makes me a little nervous. Karen Walsh? <gasps> you guys, this is really getting cruel. This is like... All right, here I am at 16. Here I am at 20. Oh, here I am looking very evil <laughs> at the age of 18. What am I doing? This kind of looks like I'm strangling this woman. <laughs> Actually, you know, this album cover was voted worst album cover of the year in England. That's the absolute truth. <laughs> and here I am at 70. Yay. Very nice, you guys. Coming up, a clip from Cry Baby. Great new movie. All right, I had something to do with it. And then a clip from Beetlejuice. Check it out. Yeah, I'm a king. 
We open? This is Rachel. That's me singing. Can you believe that? How come I don't look like that when I sing? You're watching MTV Music Television, the world's first video music channel in stereo. And I'm Simon Lebon.
And I'm Nick Rhodes from Duran Duran, and for the next hour, we're taking over MTV. With videos from the likes of David Bowie, Peter Gabriel, and right here from David Byrne and Talking Heads. Sidekicks. Now, talking of the Thompson twins. Yes. They were produced by a guy called Alex Sadkin, in fact, and he's going to be working on the next Duran Duran album with us, and that should be ready around autumn time, I guess. I suppose so, which reminds me, have you written any new songs yet? Uh, in that no. case, we'd better get on with this. Right, I am Simon Laban. And I'm Nick Rhodes, your guest DJs on MTV, and we've got more video in stereo right after this. recording albums. In fact, Scary Monsters was the last one. But he's just come up with a new album called Let's Dance. And there's a few interesting tracks on that. He's done a song that he did on the Iggy Pop album, The Idiot with Iggy Pop, called China Girl. And he's also done a reworking of Cat People, which was the only other recorded work to come out before the new album. And this that we're about to see is in fact an older clip called Ashes to Ashes. But before you go into Ashes to Ashes, before he does that, I'd like to tell you about some of his live work because he hasn't done anything on the stage for about five years. Um, obviously a lot of people have been missing him and he's announced a couple of weeks ago that he's going to be doing a tour in England and we reckon that you'll be able to see him over here in the States this summer. So. Here we go, Bowie at his best with Ashes to Ashes. Okay! That was Michael Jackson with Billie Jean. And pretty soon you're going to be able to see his new video that's called Beat It on this station, MTV. Incidentally, that features a guitarist by the name of Mr. Eddie Van Halen. And he's been getting around a bit as old Michael. He was just in London, I've heard, working with Paul McCartney on a little project. And he's currently working with his brothers, the Jacksons, on a new album. Yeah, that's right. That album should be out later on in the year. And the video you saw before that was, in fact, Rapture by Blondie from their Auto-American album. They haven't been doing too much as a band recently, but Debbie's been working on a show on Broadway, and the drummer, Clem Burke, has, in fact, been playing with an English band called the Eurythmics. Uh, they're a band that we toured with last year, and uh, it was very enjoyable. It certainly was. By the way, if you're interested, this young man's name is Nick Rhodes. And this is Simon Lebon. We've got more to come, including some surprise guests and a world premiere video from Duran Duran, so stick with us. News. Kate Bush with Sat in Your Lap. You may have heard Kate's high-pitched voice on Peter Gabriel's tune, Games Without Frontiers. And that is no coincidence, because before that, before Kate Bush, I mean, you were listening to and you were watching a video by Mr. Peter Gabriel called Shock the Monkey. Hey, you know what, Nick? What? I've had this rather odd feeling lately. Have you, have you ever had the feeling that, that somebody was following you around? No, I don't know, it's funny because there I I feels to be some sort of distance between yeah. us nowadays. Some kind of third presence. Yeah? 
Do you believe in ghosts? No, not not very often. But I guess I guess the sort of people that sometimes appear to be there, but just aren't. I know what you mean. Can you imagine what it would be like to be invisible? Not really. Do, do you think they make sounds at all? Though? I don't know. I keep getting this kind of click whir in my ears all the time. No. I can't work it out, man. <laughs> it's, uh, maybe um, it's, um, it's called insanity, I believe. Could be. I think it could be also, I was thinking it may be a secret member of the FBI following us around. No. No? No. FBI don't have white hair, surely. No, white hair. You don't, don't, you've been having the same dreams as I've had, haven't you? About, about a guy with white hair and glasses and a camera. The camera bit, that's the bit that worries me. It really is. Yeah, you never really know, do you, what's going no. on now? What do you think? I don't know. It's all I swear I keep hearing something. I keep hearing it. That damn noise. What's it? This is ridiculous. Absolutely. Totally ridiculous. I can't believe it. In fact, I guess it's time to get on. Get away from this nonsense. And right now, let's go back into the video of Robert Palmer. out there with Japan with their song Visions of China coming from their LP called Tin Drum. Now since that LP I'm afraid they've split but Sylvian's off on his own. Um, Mr. Bass Player, what's his name? Mick Khan. Mick Khan. <laughs> He's out doing work as well and I should keep your eyes open because there's some very interesting things going to happen in that direction. Anyway, I'm Simon Lebon. And I'm Nick Rhodes, and coming up, right after this break, we've got the world premiere. Yes, the world premiere of our new video, Save a Prayer, so don't go away. Okay. Don't be a dummy. Okay, now you've just been watching Mr. Lounge Lizard himself, that's Brian Ferry there, out in front of Roxy Music with their song, Angel Eyes. Now they've just released a new four-track live EP, it's called Musique. Incidentally, that video there was directed by a young man from England called Mr. Anthony Price, purveyor of rather nice but very expensive silk suits. <laughs> yeah, they've just got a new uh, video album out in England, actually. It's called The High Road, and uh, it's from one of their concerts that they did in Paris not too long ago. And uh, very good at that as well. And uh, now, I guess, it's time to move on. It is, and I have to say to the people out there watching, Hi, I'm Simon Lebon. And I'm Nick Rhodes, and we've got more video music to come, including The Doors in Japan, so don't go away. Save a prayer on MTV Music Television. I hope you had as much fun watching that one as we had making it. We made it in Sri Lanka under the hot tropical sun with a director called Russell Mulcahy. He was the director of our whole video album. I'm Simon Lebon. And I'm Nick Rhodes, your guest VJs on MTV Music Television. And today, we brought along the rest of the guys in the band. It is, in fact, the whole Taylor family. Hi. Roger Taylor, Andy Hello. Taylor, and John Taylor. Hello. And uh, we've actually brought something very special. Well, it's special to us, and we hope it will be special to you. Yeah. Uh, and this is it. Yo, Gold Album. In fact. 
Yep, this is actually the gold album for the um, LP Rio and we'd like to make it a big present to you at MTV for all the support that you've given us over the past, well, since you've been around and since we've been around in this country. Thank you very much. It's just about time for us to go now. We've had a great time as guest VJs and we'd like to say thanks to Andy Warhol and the rest of the guys for stopping by. We'd also like to thank JJ Jackson for letting us take over the last hour of his show. Right now, let's turn it over to Mark Goodman and Simon hang it on the wall. Yeah, right. Goodbye. Thank you. <laughs> there he goes. Yeah, not bad, eh? <laughs>